0: Time for Coffee with the Chicken
1: Ladies, a podcast for people who love chickens. Hey, everybody, and welcome! It's Chrissy and Holly from Coffee with the Chicken Ladies. We're here, and this is a quick guide to basic chick care. We drink a ton of coffee. I'm talking a ton, but most importantly, we hug
0: chicks whenever we can
1: every day, and we kiss them too. We brew coffee from a little coffee house here in Bel Air, Maryland. Holly Ann, what kind of coffee are we brewing today? This is caramel almond, and it's delicious. It is so good. So, are we ready to sip some coffee and talk chicks? We are. Yay! And chicks! I I think we should start off by telling everyone what
0: chicks we ordered.
1: We've been a little tight-lipped on the type that we ordered, but we figured we were going to come out with our quick guide.
0: Well, everyone's asking what (laughs) what breeds
1: we're getting. So we do have Chicks 101 that we released last year that is over an hour of talking all about chicks, everything Everything you you need
0: to know. And I will link that in the show notes of the quick guide.
1: Right. But this is
0: more like a little refresher for people on the go. We've had some requests for it, so we're here to yeah. make you happy. So
1: this is our quick guide to basic chick care and things that you're gonna need to know quickly. Mm-hmm. And
0: you can just, listen to this on the way to your feed store. Yeah. Get your supplies.
1: So we've ordered chicks and they're coming in the beginning of April and everyone's asking what chicks do we get this year? So drum roll, please. Holly Ann.
0: I'm getting one light Brahma. One Jubilee Orpington and two silver-laced Cochins.
1: Very, very nice. I am getting two Salmon Favarols to add to my Salmon Favarols gang I got going on. And I'm getting two Jubilee Orpingtons.
0: Is there a cooler chicken than the Jubilee Orpington? There
1: really isn't. So we are celebrating with Queen Elizabeth this year. Yes, we are. By going with the Jubilee Orpington, both of us. I'm getting two, you're getting one. I have not taken out of the realm of adding maybe another Buff Mm Warpington or a leg bar to my flock. And that will be from the mill, which is our local feed store or Bauman's. But that is what we ordered. And they'll be coming soon. Just a reminder that we
0: did profile the gorgeous Jubilee Orpington in episode 66. So if you missed it, go back and give it a listen. They're a really fascinating variety of Orpington.
1: Look them up. We can't wait to get ours. Nothing's more exciting than having chicks on the way. The kids get super excited. I get super excited. They bring happiness to be able to take care of them from one day old all the way up.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I'm just thrilled that I ordered three breeds, for gigantic fluffy chickens.
1: Big fluffy chickens are the way to go for us. That's, that's right. For sure. Okay, so let's start with you've ordered chicks. Or you've gotten them from your local feed store, store or even a breeder. you know that you're going to go pick them up, Uh the number one thing on our list for you to start doing before these chicks even arrive is searching your area for a chicken veterinarian or an avian veterinarian, somebody that can help you if you need assistance, if something happens with the chicks. Absolutely. So you need medical assistance. You're going to need a doctor. Our number one is look for a veterinarian. Right. So there's different ways that people can do this. We've talked about this in different episodes, but let's just kind of go through it real quick. So quickly. You can visit the Poultry DVM website.
0: There is a vet finder there. Yes. You can visit the Association of Avian Veterinarians. There's also an Avian Veterinarian Vet Finder tool on that website. And Google. Google is your friend.
1: So you can just Google Avian Veterinarians and put in your town. Yeah, or your zip code. Or Mm -hmm. your zip code, and then call the veterinarians and ask them, do they see chickens? Right. You need to know where you can go in case you have an issue. Yes. Before you even get them. If you are new
0: to chickens, it's not fair to put the pressure on yourself to have to do medical care for your chicks.
1: And that's straight from Dr. Rebecca.
0: Exactly. Make your life much easier. Find yourself a vet early on. Because basic first aid is a yes. You absolutely want to do that. But if there's something seriously wrong with your chick, you're going to avoid a lot of heartache and hassle and perhaps extra trauma for the chick if you can get them right to a vet.
1: Yeah. It's so much easier to call up a vet and say, there's something wrong with my chick. I need an appointment. than it is on the internet looking at message boards and right. websites, trying to figure out what you need to do to help this chick. When if you make the appointment, The vet will do an exam, and if there's something needed, then they will take care of it. Right. So much easier, like you said, take the pressure off yourself.
0: The other thing you want to do way ahead of time is you want to locate the best spot to set up your brooder. Correct, And you want to get your heat source going at least 24 hours before your chicks will be in there.
1: So we have talked about this, again, in Chicks 101 in detail. But what we're going to recommend right now is that you have both heat sources available. One is a heat lamp and two is a brooder plate. Both of these work together in conjunction to keep the chicks at a perfect temperature at least for the first week or two.
0: This is especially important. If you are a new chicken keeper, the brooder plates are wonderful, very natural, but you can't see your chicks very easily.
1: And sometimes they all can't fit under there enough, or it's just not enough heat for them. And that heat lamp, buy yourself a really safe one, There are the ones with the guards around the heat lamp to protect that bulb. So if something happens, it's not going to fall into where the chicks are. And you're going to be watching it a lot.
0: You don't want to do like a quick and dirty setup. You want to make sure your heat lamp is suspended from something safe, that your plug is in good condition,
1: that you're not using an extension cord. That is very important. Right.
0: You want to plug it directly into an outlet. And you want to have it already warmed up so that when you put the chicks in there, they're going right
1: into the temperature they need to thrive. So the first thing is, if you go to a feed store, you're going to have the transportation home, which is in a box with a few little bit of shavings in it. And they're going to get a little chilled. Right. If you're getting chicks shipped, they have a journey ahead of them. And that journey is going to bring their body temperatures down. As much as we know that those boxes keep it insulated, they're going to get cold on the way. So that needs to be heated up beforehand so they go right in. right, And it's already heated.
0: And that's really why we suggest having a brooder plate as well as a heat lamp. Brooder plates are wonderful. Again, you can't see your chick so you can't monitor condition very easily. But if you do have a chick that has been chilled in shipping, a heat lamp is going to get it to the temperatures that it needs to avoid hypothermia.
1: Also, the heat lamp for the very first week or two is going to heat a bigger area in your right? And it's going to keep it at a constant, pretty warm temperature. So the temperature they're going to need for the first week is at least 98 degrees. Right. That's warm.
0: It's very warm. Yeah.
1: So you want to make sure you have it. So this is where the heat lamp comes in is if you're using a garage or a basement, someplace that's not your living area. That's
0: another good point because broodoo plates were developed to be used in houses. Right. And the heat lamp is going to be what you need if you're in a colder basement or in a garage or in a barn. Right. You do need that strength. We also strongly suggest you pick up at least one extra heat bulb yes. to go into your heat lamp.
1: Because sometimes if you're using the heat lamp from last year, sometimes that bulb, you used it for a long time last yep. year, yep, and then all of a sudden it's going to go out on you. So to have one, it's really important they need it. Or even two. Yeah. I always have at least two on I hand.
0: I two last
1: year, and one was bad. One was bad. So yeah. we had to go to the backup. So yeah, it's a good idea. We have some exciting news to share from our sponsor, Grubly Farms. From now until the end of March, you can receive 25% off if you're a first-time buyer.
0: I'm a longtime
1: subscriber, and my flock love the healthy, nutritious treats, plus all products ship free. If you haven't heard, Grubly's has a fantastic layer pellet and crumble feed. It's packed with plant and insect protein, perfect for those picky chickens or ducks.
0: This offer does not apply to subscriptions and cannot be combined with any other discounts.
1: It's a great time to try Grubbly Farms if you haven't yet. Use the code COFFEELADIES25. Try it today.
0: Other things you want. You want a top for your brooder that keeps things out of the
1: brooder and chicks in the brooder. And then let's just talk about the brooder itself. Mm -hmm. The brooder itself, I use the largest known to man Rubbermaid tote. Right. And
0: they work beautifully well.
1: They're high sides. Uh huh. So it keeps them in longer. Yes. And it keeps that heat in. It keeps the more. heat in. You can also use a wooden box that's been built
0: as a brooder or yes. repurposed as a brooder. Last year, we used the soft sided puppy playpen pop up and it worked beautifully. It did
1: work really well. We For loved you. that.
0: We did put a different top on it because we couldn't keep it zipped with the heat lamp, but right. it, it worked beautifully. One other little note about temperature. We'll talk about pasty butt in a minute, but one thing you want to remember is that pasty butt can also be caused by temperatures too high or temperatures too low for your chicks.
1: So temperature is really important.
0: And we strongly suggest that you invest in a good thermometer or a small heat reading gun, something along those lines, because you're going to want to check that heat a few times a day.
1: We get lots and lots of questions or problems that people come to us with chicks that just aren't acting right. Nine out of 10 times, it's because the temperature is off either way in the brooder, and the temperature really affects the way they're living for that beginning first three weeks.
0: It does, and the reality is one of the most common reasons for chick loss in the United States is hypothermia. Right. We've said this many times, and we do have an article on our website how to deal with chicks that have been chilled in shipping or any other chilling. Right. But hypothermia is a very common reason for chicks to kind to thrive and eventually pass away. Your chick may be cheeping loudly, but they may be silent. They may be shivering, but they may be just staying in one place with their eyes closed and just not wanting to eat or move. Right. The first thing you want to do in any of those cases is make sure that chick
1: is under enough heat. Right. So now that we have heating situated, what is going to be in the brooder as a base? You and I both use pine shavings. Yes. We believe strongly in the pine shavings for the bottom. Under my pine shavings, I've always put newspaper, so it makes for an easy cleanup every two days. I roll the newspaper up, and then I put new newspaper down and new pine shavings. But the pine shavings, it's much more of a cushion for them to lay down. It's better
0: insulating for them to lay in. It It actually keeps them cleaner. It keeps them cleaner, definitely. It also gives them a better base to walk on. If you have chicks just on newspaper, they can develop splay leg.
1: It's too hard for them.
0: I feel the same way about puppy pads and things like that in the base of a brooder. I don't like to see them. I think that also leads to leg problems in chicks.
1: The other thing is, this is where they're living, and they start pretty quickly wanting to mimic dust bathing. Yeah. And it teaches them in the beginning. It gives them the substrate they need yes. to kind of mimic where they're going to dig be. and
0: scratch. And yeah, exactly. All of those
1: they dig, they scratch. They can bathe themselves in the pine shavings. Plus, mm. it's so cute to watch. It's adorable. And it also holds the heat in better. It's, the,
0: it's much more insulating. Yeah, I strongly recommend the shavings. I again do not recommend newspaper. No. And we, we
1: don't like things
0: like puppy pads either. You Tension, can put it under
1: your shavings if right. you want to make it for an easier cleanup. That's why I use the newspaper under the shavings. I
0: feel like the shavings are by far the cleanest way. When you have just padding and things like that down, one chick poops, three chicks walk in it. The next thing you know, you have poop all over your brooder yeah. and there's a serious risk of illness there.
1: It's just so much easier to keep them clean with the pine shavings. Yes. Yeah. Just simple pine shavings, nothing on them. Right. So let's move on to theaters and drinkers. Uh-huh. They need to be scaled down to the size for chicks, and exactly. they sell lots of them at the feed store. Yeah, they do. You can order them online, but mostly, if you have a feed store near you, you're going to be able to find the plastic. They come in fun colors. They're fairly
0: inexpensive,
1: and believe me, we've gone through a lot. Sometimes they crack. They're right. like three ninety nine. Right. They're inexpensive, but they're scaled down to the size. Right.
0: For so they're not deep enough for a chick to fall in and drown. Right. Now this is chickens. Some of the other poultry can be tiny. Right. And so you need to watch that, but with Chicks, generally, the size you get in the feed store is fine.
1: I always do this in my brooder, and I'll pass this tip off to see if anybody else would like to do it. In the middle, I do put two bricks together Mm -hmm. and put my water up. We do that once we're a couple weeks in and the chicks are bigger, but it really keeps the food and water cleaner. It keeps it cleaner. I generally start with one brick, and by the end, I'm like up two, three Uh bricks to keep it up higher. Yeah. But you want to try to keep that water as clean as possible. You're going to be checking it multiple times a day. Absolutely. The chicks get so messy in that water. And there's no
0: sense getting mad at them. They are babies. Babies do what babies do. They're messy. They're messy. messy. They make a giant mess, and they have a glorious
1: time doing it. In the beginning, the first few weeks, changing the water at least three, four times a day. Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
0: Or Or more. Yeah.
1: Okay, so let's move on. We have everything set up. Our chicks are in there. They're uh-huh. heated. We have our vet on call. First aid kit.
0: First aid kit. It's crucial. Because yeah.
1: sometimes something little can happen yeah. that you don't need the vet at that right. moment. And you need to be able to handle it at that time.
0: We swear by Drench. Yes. A drop of Drench for a stressed chick can go a very long way. You can put a drop in their water. Right. If you have a chick that's not eating. A drop of Nutri-Drench is absorbed. They don't even have to swallow it. Right. It's absorbed through the mouth and the crop. Yes. We swear by it. Always have that on hand for your chicks.
1: Also, we like to always have electrolytes on hand. You can get them in many different ways. The easiest way is at the feed store. They have the little packets that you add right to the water. That is one of the things you always want to have in your first aid kit. In case somebody's not feeling well or not doing well, right. we're going to add an electrolyte boost to the water.
0: You want to have cotton in various forms, like gauze or cotton balls, and that can be for cleaning pasty, but it can also be for cleaning or wiping wounds. And you want to keep silver
1: ointment on hand in case you need
0: to treat some small wounds
1: and also, veterson, which is a cleanser for the wound, first. Sometimes chicks get a little overzealous, yeah. and they're going to peck each other. Yeah. So you might see a little blood. Now, chicks are chickens, and if they see blood, they're going to they're keep pecking. They're to peck, yes. So you have to have a means to clean a wound up. It can happen very easily. The veterson, it's very safe. We use uh, yeah. it. Yeah. Cotton ball, and then the silver ointment. We use it all the time. Yep. It's very safe for them, also.
0: The other thing we keep in this quick version of our first date kit is polyvisol vitamins.
1: Yes. Oh, I also keep tongue depressors.
0: Yeah, I know you do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you never know when you need them.
0: I'll just get some from you.
1: I have a thousand.
0: I know them. you do. The polyvisol is excellent to keep on hand in case of a vitamin deficiency in one of your chicks. Right. Now, this has never happened to me in 20 years of chicken keeping. Me either. But very occasionally, you will have a chick that has a vitamin deficiency. You want polyvisol without iron. Polyvisol drops can go a very long way to getting your chick's levels back where they need to be.
1: Yeah. This is something that if you have it, you can always message us. We will help you with dosing. It's not usually
0: found in the infant section of the grocery store. Right.
1: And it usually lasts at least six months or more.
0: Once you open it, yeah.
1: Once you open it.
0: It is not exactly the same as Nutri-Drench. No. They kind of do different things. It has more and different vitamins in it.
1: So it has the selenium. It has the vitamin E.
0: The B vitamins.
1: Everything that's going to treat neck in case they have a vitamin deficiency.
0: Right, or the polyneuritis. Any of the neurological problems you can see pop up with chicks.
1: The other thing that I always keep, and I mentioned it a minute ago, is tongue depressors. I always keep quick bandage material in my first aid kit at all times, even for chicks. The tongue depressors, the mini roll gauze, and the cotton can go a long way. If something happens, you can splint something if you need to.
0: And a hair elastic or two in case of splay leg. White tape. Yeah.
1: Just to have that stuff ready. We hope that you never need it, but it's easier to have it. Be prepared.
0: Right. The other thing we never, ever go with that with chicks. Chorid. Is chorid.
1: If you have bloody diarrhea... You can grab a stool sample, take it to your vet, have it checked. But more than likely, it's going to be Honestly, coccidiosis. if
0: I have a chick that just has bad diarrhea, I'm immediately treating it with corid. Yeah. Immediately. I'm not going to take that chance. Yeah. You can get it in liquid form. You can get it in powder form. It is sold online. It is sold in most- Feed
1: stores. Feed
0: stores, yeah. Yeah. And that, that is
1: right there with the chicks. You should always have Corrid. That is one you cannot do with that. Okay. So now that you have everything set up, you have your first aid kit. It's time to know how to feed these chicks. Right. So they're little, okay? They are. And their food always comes in crumble. Yes.
0: Never want to feed pellets to babies.
1: No, 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 no. Crumble is the best for them. And there's a big controversy out there, whether you feed medicated or not medicated. For the seven plus years that I've been keeping chickens, I have always used medicated feed.
0: I've always used medicated feed myself for the 20 years that I've been keeping chickens. Right. So
1: medicated feed does not
0: have antibiotics in it. No. Medicated chick feed has a substance called amprolium. Right. It is a thiamine blocker. Right. And it specifically targets coccidiosis, which is probably the number two killer of chicks. Right, exactly. Because as we said, chicks spread poop all around.
1: And if your chicks are showing the signs, diarrhea, diarrhea with blood, not thriving, pasty butt, it's time to think that coccidiosis could be a problem. If they're on the medicated feed, if they have a small case of that, it's going to take care of it. Right. Most people keep their
0: chicks on medicated feed for a month or two. In very, very rare cases, I've never heard of anyone personally. Me either. But there have been instances where chicks that develop rye neck, it has been blamed on the thiamine blocker that's present in the medicated feed. Right. And in which case, you would immediately get that baby onto Polyvisol. But... For the new chicken keeper who's inexperienced, I feel like medicated feed is the way to go. It's worth its weight in gold.
1: I really agree with giving chicks medicated feed, at least for the first month or two. I actually give it a little bit longer than that myself. Then you can always switch over to the non medicated. Right. And I believe in it. And I do. It was 100% made for a reason. Yeah. And it helps. It helps save chicks. Right. It's not
0: antibiotic. It's a vitamin blocker. There is no antibiotic in there. You're not building antibiotic resistance by using it. It is amprolium. It is not an antibiotic. And it's
1: a great tool for chicks. It is. It's out there for a reason. It's science-based. Companies have spent millions and millions of dollars coming up with these foods. And they're meant to help your chicks.
0: I am far more afraid of a chick in the first month or two dying of coccidiosis than I am of a chick developing rye neck or something like that. Again, it's never happened to me in 20 years of chicken keeping. Right. The other thing you want to remember with the food is that you're always going to feed the youngest members of your flock. Right. So these babies should always be on chick food or growers until... They start laying. Sexual maturity. And that's the time you change to layers feed. Chicks cannot handle that calcium. That can seriously damage their kidneys.
1: Right. The other thing is, at some point, you're going to be moving them out. We move them out later. We keep our chicks in a brooder longer. So right. you're gonna be using this chick food to feed the rest of your flock, and that's when you're going to go to the non-medicated food. Right. For sure. So
0: if you have your chicks with the broody hen, the same thing. That broody hen can easily and happily subsist on chick food for quite a while. Right. And she'll be perfectly healthy. And you always
1: have oyster shell out. So yes. they can always have their calcium. Right. Another
0: question that comes up frequently about chicks is whether or not you can give your chicks snacks.
1: Let's talk about what we both do first. Uh-huh. Okay. I personally do not start on snacks until at least three weeks of age because I want them to eat all of that nutritious chick feed and get all the benefit from the chick feed And believe me, with three weeks, these chicks are changing daily. Oh, very very quickly. Hourly almost. Yeah. So they need the nutrition Mm -hmm. from the chick feed to keep them growing and keep them going. So I don't give snacks for the first three weeks. What do you do?
0: So I do give some snacks in very, very small amounts, probably after the first week. Okay. Like you. We can't argue with the science. Chick food has what your chick needs. Yes. The, the vast majority of their diet should be this. And if you choose to give snacks, it should only be in tiny
1: amounts. It's a lot of work for a little reward, to be honest well, with you. Well, the
0: simplest snack that I give, and this is also an excellent folk remedy for pasty buttons. To aid in pasty but not to fix it on its own, right? Is
1: crumbled oatmeal,
0: quick oats specifically.
1: Here's the thing though, that should always be around
0: oats, yeah, because we're going to talk about pasty but in a second here. Yeah. But yeah, you don't want old fashioned oats or unprocessed oats. You want quick oats.
1: So you want the kind, but a big canister, it's just the quick oats, right? And in you the can store. literally
0: crumble them with your fingers. Right, and yeah. you're not
1: going to give a lot. That seems to help with diarrhea with chicks. Mm -hmm. And you have to get that stool to firm up.
0: Right. So pasty butt can happen when a chick is stressed. It can happen because your temperatures are too high or too low. You always want to check them. Pasty butt is when poop sticks to the baby's feathers and it builds up. Right. And it can build up to the point where it blocks their vent and they can't poop and it can kill them. Cause a blockage. Yeah.
1: You need to be looking multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. And this is where I always have roll cotton on hand. I like it better than cotton balls. Roll cotton, you can order it right on Amazon. I
0: like the cotton balls better for cleaning for pasty butt. And not
1: me. I yeah. like the roll cotton because I tear off a bigger piece. Mm-hmm. And
0: and I feel like I can be more careful with a smaller piece. You'll figure out what you like.
1: It's all in preference. Yeah. See, Ann and I were best friends for 40 years. and We still do slightly different things with our and chicks. Yeah, And that's all okay because in the end, we have the same result, a healthy chick. Exactly. So you'll figure out what you like. So cleaning... Making sure you're only going to use warm water on cotton, whether it's a ball, roll, whatever, and gently cleaning their behinds, Mm -hmm. their vents. You do not want it to stay there because, like Ann said, basically it creates a blockage in front of the vent and no poop can come out. Mm -hmm. It's one of the major problems with chicks. So things to watch out for. And
0: so back to the oatmeal, a little crumble of that oatmeal in their food. They generally love it. We're guessing that the fiber,
1: yeah, in it there helps sperm it helps firm
0: up the stool, right? And so it's not quite as sticky. You still need to figure out your underlying issue, right? If it's a reoccurring problem, right? But yeah. the oatmeal is great. I don't usually give much bigger snacks than that until usually about three weeks, like you. Yeah, I'll ease them in with the oatmeal. And then sometimes I'll give them very finely cut pieces of grass. Yeah. And my logic there is that if they were hatched by a broody hen, she'd have them out on day two. Well, we talked to anyway. the Fiona
1: about this, and they do exactly. So the other thing is you can also get a little chick grit and add that a little bit at a time yeah. to the feed. Yeah, I do that. It gets them used to it. Some people are on the fence about chick grit. Both of us use it. Oh,
0: absolutely. I would not be without it.
1: Yeah, we add a little bit to the food, and it works well. Mm-hmm. So. The other thing I want to go into now is Strong Animals Chicken Essentials. Yes. This is a company that sponsors us.
0: With good reason, because their products are fantastic. Their products
1: are fantastic, and we use the products. We do. So their products are 100% natural, and they actually have a chick line. They do, yeah. This is amazing. Mm -hmm. It's a chick kit. So you have the line for the big girls. Right. But the chick kit comes with the chick elixir, uh-huh. which are the vitamins that you can put right in the water daily. It's fantastic, for the chicks. yeah. And it comes with something called First Peep, which is an amazing product.
0: It's something you can use right away when your chicks arrive from shipping.
1: It's a non medicated feed supplement, and it naturally supports digestive health in baby chicks for the first few weeks of life. Yeah. This is amazing.
0: It really is fantastic stuff.
1: The ingredients are super natural, cracked corn, dried seaweed meal, calcium carbonate. So everything in there is healthy. And you're going to sprinkle a little bit of this on the food. Yeah, when they crumble. That's all you're going to do. It's perfect. It includes kelp, essential oil, and prebiotics.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could even conceivably look at that as a little bit of a treat. You Again, can. a little bit. And that's bit. a powder
1: that you're just crumbling you're just on the You're just crumbling
0: food. it over top, right? So
1: if you go on Strong Animal Chicken Essentials, we love these chick products because they're 100% natural. Yeah. And they work. Their chicken elixir is amazing. Yeah. Their chick elixir is just as good. It's just scaled down for chicks. Mm-hmm. So you get a whole kit, and it has everything that you need in it. It's amazing. I love that.
0: I definitely want to use that with my chicks this year.
1: So I just want to give you a price that you kind of know. It's on Amazon, or you can go on Strong Animal Chicken Essentials. Uh $35 for the entire kit for everything. It's a great deal.
0: I'll have it on our Amazon storefront, so it's easy to find.
1: This is just something that you can do and feel really good about. Right. Okay, so we've talked about, we've ordered chicks. We're about to go to the feed store and get chicks. We need a vet. We need to set up our brooder.
0: Yes. Set up safely and securely.
1: We also are going to set up just a simple chick first aid kit. That's
0: right. And then we're going to have the right feed on hand for our chicks. Any supplements that might help them. And vitamins. And vitamins and a bit of
1: oatmeal. Yeah. And check out Strong Animal Chicken Essentials, their chick kit. It's amazing. And we have chicks on the way.
0: We do. So excited to They're see them. They're coming We're soon. We're going to meet them.
1: And you're going to see so many pictures of them. <laughs> it's going to be chick chickspamorama on our Instagram. We love putting them up there. And again, I can't wait to have my little faverols gang.
0: Faverols Jubilee Orpingtons. Yeah. Another light Brahma for me. And there's Silver Lace Cochins. I
1: can't wait for those Jubilee Orpingtons. Mm-hmm. They are so cute. If you have any questions regarding chicks, chick care, anything that we haven't answered for you, please feel free to email us, direct message us, and we will answer your questions as best we can. So what should we tell everybody to do until the next time we talk to them?
0: Hug your chicks.
1: Every day and kiss them too. Don't forget, we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: If you'd like to see more of us, please follow us on Instagram at Coffee with the Chicken Ladies. If you'd like to help us grow the podcast, please leave us a written review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to become a patron of the show, please visit our Patreon page, patreon.com slash coffee with the chicken ladies. Thanks for listening.